Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie. Welcome. 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 Okay, perfect. I, I didn't want to get cut off. I didn't want someone to hear our podcast and I do a cold open where I say, Welcome to. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Watch full length movie. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We do this live every Sunday and it drops as a podcast called LWAFLMOYT, which is available on iTunes and probably nothing else, but one day. And uh, we also have a Twitch with that handle and we have a great YouTube channel, which uh, is curated by Carl. Hi, Carl. Yeah. Hi, Mike, you have a Twitch, right? I do, and it's well, driving me crazy. Nervous. Well, you know, <laughs> prostitution helps. I uh, Oh, Twitch my account, of course. Yes, it's Spiegelmania. And then I have one for our, our show, LWFLMOYT, in case we need to jump to Twitch. And I should get us a Mixer account. What we do is we let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube where we find a full-length movie on YouTube that we might have read about or heard about. And it's on YouTube. We can watch it immediately. And we want you, as part of this podcast experience, which is don't listen to the podcast by yourself. You have to watch YouTube with us. Go to YouTube yeah. and watch this movie, and you're going to play it at the same time uh, we, we do. You listen to the podcast. It syncs up. Carl, what is the movie? Uh, we are watching Never on a Tuesday, 1989. That's what you do. You go to your YouTube search. You put in Never on a Tuesday, 1989. This is to your attention, Mike, because it blew up on Twitter because of a certain man's cameo. Oh, wow. That is a good uh, call. Hang on. Let me go find it here. So this Never on a Tuesday, tell me about this Twitter phenomenon. This happened like a week ago. Yeah, there's some journalist. I've got his name here somewhere. And he published on Twitter. Here it is. Alex Navarro. He just, uh, this obscure clip of Nicolas Cage acting like a buffoon. And everybody Nicolas likes to have Cage. fun with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That? And he was yeah. prime Nicolas Cage in 89. So let's, we, we, we better, we, let's start this movie. I mean, he had just done Moonstruck. This yeah. is prime Nicolas well, Cage. Wild at Heart was 89. And, and Vampire's Kiss, which was kind of the, the first of his films that were just, you know, a little kind of batty. Vampire's <laughs> yeah. Kiss, batty. Oh, my God, I got to save the jokes of the movie. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start. I'm very excited to have here in the studio. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Can I ask Paul a question? Uh -huh. Yeah, of course you could ask uh, Paul, our Countdown King, a question. Paul, 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 do you hear me? Yeah, of course I can. What's okay. up, Carl? Paul, what, just, I, I know you're the right guy to ask, what is, for us dummies out in this world who are old, what is woke? What is woke? What is woke? Uh, well, I'm it's, woke, mother, I'm woke. What is it? Oh, it? It means that you're, don't have your head in the sand. It means that you are active either civically or either locally, governmental-wise, or federally. You're okay. you're aware of what's going on in the world around you. Okay, okay. So I get it now. All right. Yeah, you're not just one of the sheep. You're doing something about this in a political way because you are aware. You are woke. You're yeah, you're okay. aware. It, hey. it, I guess it could be in any situation. You're just aware. That's a great way of saying okay. it. Okay. Yeah, you are like uh, rad and fresh and totally to the max. <laughs> I hope I, yeah. I hope I ex was able to explain it. On, on, That's very current. <laughs> yes, yeah. equal terms. Okay, so we, let us, we have the Countdown King here, Paul Brumbaugh from the Edge of Insanity podcast, well, which streams live wait, for wait, us on radio.fm. Yes? Okay, we have to say that you'll probably only find one entry. It is Trio 
how do you say it? It's no, it's Priliosone pri Pitchers. Priliosone. Yeah, Priliosone. It's, it's never on a Tuesday, 1989. It has 7,409 views. Uh, okay. 10 views now. 10 views as soon as we hit play. Might have 11. Who knows? Yeah, might have 11. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, thanks, Paul. There you go. <laughs> all right, you guys know the drill. I hope you guys have the right page. Uh, we're all dialed up, buffered, and ready to go. Put your finger over the triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Advertencia. <laughs> oh, this is. Why are they this playing the final, the final countdown at the beginning of the movie? Right. This is it. Put the video cassette. <laughs> Back oh, here, let me read day. that for you guys. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. Do your Spanish. <laughs> oh, that's Japanese, sorry. You guys, the Charlie Chan movie was two weeks ago. Lugar, Edina. So this is from they, Chile. This is a video cassette. They shot... Did you oh, a video cassette's coming right at did, us. Did you guys see that laser that shot the earth and then a uh, video cassette came right at us? <laughs> Oh, I hope this is not in Spanish, guys. This is bootlegged by VC. Yeah, subtitle, man. That was the final opening credit of this home release. Of this you think they paid the money to release that song? Oh, yeah. I mean, we worry about copyright. Why should they? We do worry about copyright. You sure do. I do. We're not getting... You think trouble. the uh, Never on a Tuesday producer is going to kick my ass? Use Lyman. <laughs> we yeah. are under the radar, my friend. I've re I read about him, uh, and that's Alan Rifkin, who was a cult director. Wow, if you could sit, if right? he, was it Adam? Right? Yeah, Adam Rifkin. Yeah, he did do the chase with uh, Charlie Sheen. He's, right. he's, he's done. Real no, can, can I just say the chase is a movie about a man who's in a car for seventy minutes of the movie. And yeah. he is fucking in the car, and he is eating sandwiches <laughs> in the car. Kidnapping in the car? Kidnapping in the car. Well, then, then it comes into fucking in the car. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's being chased by Flea and Henry Rollins. And, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. The problem with those Gosh. chase movies is that they always run out of gas. Hey, wow, I, I don't need subtitles for this part, guys. <laughs> That's Nalga. Nalga. The Beach Booty. My name's Matt, and this is Eddie. No, no, just let me do the uh, basically, the gist of this scene is uh, two horny young guys are like, we're leaving Ohio and going to California because that's where the women at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have, uh, they have a lot of butts on the beach. <laughs> Which way to butt beach? Which way to butt beach? Over there. You... Twerk, twerk. <laughs> it says... Um, a mermaid. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Hey, this film really holds up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not those boobs now. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> California <laughs> or boobs? <laughs> or boobs. <laughs> it should be your bus. Oh, wait a minute. But they'll go either way. Oh, wait of a minute. Of course. It should be or bus. So and you have a picture of When do they kiss? Cleavage. It's time for movie on the road. <laughs> So this looks like somebody actually took a video of a TV screen, right? <laughs> but it was before they had cell phones. So did they have like a 16 millimeter film? There's a guy in the passenger seat carrying, holding this <laughs> giant camera right. on his shoulder. And this is a drive-in movie theater, right? Or something. Holy shit. 
Yeah, you know the drive-in movie theater. You, you put your friends in the trunk, and that way they don't get charged. So I, I did that with my brother once, and I was in the trunk, and he had no... He, like, turned down the radio, and he pulled up, and he goes, shut up, shut up, we're up here. And all of a sudden, I started acting like I was on... That's right, it's KLIV, <laughs> top five news, here we go. And stuff like that. And he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty fun stuff. Who cares? You do have the perfect voice for that, too, right? Like, yeah. They probably didn't bat an eye. Could you turn it down, please, when you're in the theater? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that radio is way too loud, sir. I love listening to the radio. I like the sports game when you're at a movie house. Because, like, you know, you can check your phone, but people complain about the light. And it's not really... Uh, Mike, I just got to say. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead and finish. Cause oh, I'm just saying that when, when I'm watching a movie and there's a game on, I prefer to listen to it live on the radio uh, in the theater during the movie than to check my phone because people complain about the light on the phone. Right. You don't yeah. want to check stats and interrupt people. Yeah, and you the might stats well. might not be fresh, and I'm constantly refreshing, but if I hear it live, and I, I you know what, I, it's so noisy in there that I just have to like not use headphones. It's like one of the few times. I'm not trying to be rude, but... You know, the movie is pretty loud. I have the best right. thing. It's not like you're... I'm sorry. What's your best thing, Paul? My best thing is I have hearing aids now, and my hearing aid is actually connected to Bluetooth. And so <laughs> it's really cool because I can hear the outside noise as well as the noise they're pumping into my ear. And usually it's like blue noise, but like I could be listening to the stats or, or listening to a ball game while I'm at a movie theater. Nobody else would hear it. And I would hear both very clear. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. That's creepy. You're like uh, spider ear. Yeah. Like spider <laughs> ear. Amazing spider ear. As long as you can be like a chameleon and decipher or separate the two. Have no fear. Here comes the ear. <laughs> I, what do you when mean? Paul's around, my spider sense tingles. Yeah. Quiet, Paul can hear you. He's got a Okay, spider so ear. I was interrupting because there was there is a key rash. We've just witnessed the crash. It's the inciting incident of the movie. Oh, we and did? now we will Oh, be shit. Stuck. Everybody rewind it. Kidding. <laughs> oh, we should. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to press the rewind button. Now we're going to do an hour and 15 of being stuck. Oh, so they got crashed their car and now they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't the story that they're going to get laid? Well, they believe so. They're going to go live in California because that's where the women at. Yeah, California are boobs. That's what I always say. Wait a minute. That's not what I always say. <laughs> I, uh, so Alan Rafkin, I know from several movies, The Chase, we talked about Detroit Rock City. Where they, yeah. Uh, the Dark Backwards with Judd Nelson as a stand-up comedian who grows a third arm in the back of his hand, uh, back mm -hmm. on his back, and uh, becomes a, a, a stand-up sensation. And this is an he really was a um, uh, comedian, by the way. That's how he started. Judd Nelson. Yup. We're talking about coming comedian in this film. Judd Nelson from the Brooks Shields sitcom. Or from the hip. Yeah, from the uh, hip. Sorry, directed by Bob Clark. Yeah. Chad Nelson, yeah. <laughs> he was a stand-up comedian. That's what the internet claimed, that he was an up-and-coming stand-up comedian. He did this for scale. There was no serious money. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, what do, you, what do you think his material is? I know what you're thinking. 
What if a Okay, melted, that's a yeah. Hitler car, right? The Volkswagen? That's a Volkswagen Hitler car. You see, the license plate is his mustache, and the headlights are his eyes. So now it's like, he's dead, he's dead, he's head, and surprise, it's a she. She's, that's what they've been going to California for. Oh, my God, she showed up 10 minutes into this movie already. Yeah, with her heels on as she's doing 300-mile haul. Well, personally, I've never met a woman, so if this is the way movies portray it, then that has to be true. <laughs> Hey, I gotta give you a heads up. Pete Goldie of Relodio might be coming by. Yeah, I know. Alright, okay, alright. Anyway. Feels good. Oh, See, they're playing good. Great Balls of Fire. Whenever a sexy woman comes on, they play Great Balls of Fire, but that makes you think of like venereal disease. <laughs> the exact opposite of why can't they just sing Great Boobs of Fire? Yeah. It lends right. itself to the or how about like gracious, great goobs. gracious, less aching balls. Oh, goodness gracious, great balls. They're on fire. That, that aren't aching post-quarterly. Wouldn't that be a pleasure? If your balls don't hurt afterwards, am I right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is there a vulture in the car? Oh, no, that's that guy. He is. So funny. he went and got hair goo to look cool, and now he's going to say, this might have been partially our fault, and that's going to piss her off. Oh, this is the crash accident. Oh, I gotcha, and this kicks it off. Well, we missed it, but... They were okay. screwing around, like, how does my hair look? And he's trying to mess up his hair. This is an all-star episode. An this is an all-star episode. I know I, we missed it. But we, we have a lot of celebrities coming in. Now. <laughs> yeah, lots going today. on here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but entertainment. As our description says, a new guest uh, every week. So there we go. Looks it's, worse than it really is. No, I don't. Now, this is 89, and, and it still it looks it. Like it's slowly coming 90s, but it's still that 80s style. Like the hair yeah, is still Yeah, you'll teed. see that their hair is perfect and their makeup and everything. They look great throughout the whole film, and they're supposed to be like out there dying. I think he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or like Bowser from the Mario Brothers movie. Like, check out that guy's hair. It's, it's not hair, it must be like concrete or something. <laughs> well, he just put in so much goo. There, like that, that goo guy. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. In the movie, uh, that's uh, Eddie. Okay? okay. But it's really Peter Berg. Uh, you saw him in The Great White Hype, in Copland, in Corky Romano, in. And he's a, he's a director, too. He's made a lot of terrific and a lot of yeah. shitty movies, uh, including Battleship, where aliens yeah. come based on the board game. Okay, so as a director, he did The Rundown, which I loved. What's but, that? like, he did Friday Night Lights, and it was way overblown for a foot, uh, high school football team. It was a little silly. And also, he did those movies with the Marky Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I never really had... I had an opportunity to see it, and I didn't want to see it. I just didn't feel like it. Well, because, like, it's Deepwater Horizon. It's the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah, the it's Boston Marathon bombing. It's him as a soldier bombing. in Iraq beating, like, beating the odds. It's obviously government-funded movie. Right. Well, you know, before I went to see that Boston bombing movie, I notified the manager that the guy's hiding in a boat in the guy's backyard. Because I, was, I figured... Oh, like, they, you they, saw it from the film? I, I knew. Like, I knew coming in that that's how they get him, and I just want to let the manager oh. know. <laughs> like, can you notify the police and let them know that he's, he should be hiding? It's just a Imagine you meeting. go into that movie to, like, ruin it. You're like, he's in a boat! He's in a boat! <laughs> he's in a boat! You suck too soon! Part, 
Uh, um, listen, I think that guy was smart. That's exactly what I would have done. It's so obvious. You know, it's just nobody's going to get slow to the ground. Oh, nobody's yeah. Nobody's going to think to flip it. They're only gonna do, I would have done that. They're only going to check during summertime when they want to go boating. <laughs> and by then, the heat will be off. What else? What other national tragedies directed by uh, Peter Berg? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, no, but I'm serious about that. Like, there's that film in which it's like Marky Mark and a bunch of guys, and like they're alone in Iraq, and everyone in the world is shooting at them. It's like um, there's only four of them, and they survive. Yeah, his directorial style is like the more cuts, the better. You know, like if you could tell a story by doing a cut every four okay, seconds. Nick, Nick Cage. Right. Nick Cage. All right. It went like this. See, your intake of food is different than your outwitter blow up. Oh, man, that's all right. Uh, got everything got under control. Gotta go. I gotta face off at 2 p.m. I don't want to be late for my appointment. Oh, the movie? No, the appointment. <laughs> and there he goes. So for some reason, um, Eddie said, "No, we're okay. Never. You don't have to give us a lift." Why? Why would he do that? Well, he, uh, he what, so he said it in a very false. He we had a false nose, which we. Yeah. I can't see anything in this print, so I, I have I to take your word on Stop. it. But. He, uh, he he shows up in a fancy car. He has a fake nose and in a high-pitched voice. He says, Are you guys here? Any help? <laughs> no, buddy, we got it. <laughs> and hops in the sports car and zips off. And that now, clip as the, yeah. was posted. Some, some guy on Twitter posted it. And that clip went viral that week. That's right, because it's so funny. And it was uh, that journalist I mentioned. Um, here it is. Alex Navarro. A tweet by journalist Alex Navarro. Good undercover um, journalism. Good, good. As he, as he was driving away, right, Nicolas Cage was shouting out the window, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. And I think it's a reference to his fake nose. But the distributors of the film, which is right straight to video, quite frankly, uh, took it, it out. They, huh. they they thought that there might be a copyright thing. Oh, oh well, also, like, in 1989, you want to have the least amount of Nicolas Cage in your movie, so you want to trim a couple seconds <laughs> off here and there, because you don't want to have, like, a, you know, a current <laughs> Oscar winner superstar. This These are the road movies where uh, wacky characters show up. They're not even yeah. moving in a wacky character showed up to them. Like, usually they drive by and they'll be like, I'm Nick Cage. I need your help. Come hitchhiking. And they're like, oh, okay. Or, you know, welcome to my diner. But this time, like, he just showed up. Now, the producer wanted Rob Lowe. Um, right. Because he had made this movie with Rob Lowe earlier. And uh, he was suddenly unavailable. So his friend goes, well, how about Nick Cage? And the producer's like, you know, he didn't even know Nick Cage. He was a huge star. No connection like he had with these other people. He says, all right, try it. And the guy was like, he'll do it, but he wants to wear this nose. And the producer likes, whatever, whatever, fine. They flew him in on a private jet, 
They didn't have a lot of budget. They spent it on these ex, uh, these these uh, stars. And the car. It, he only got paid scale, but he got flown in on a private jet. He did two takes in a borrowed Fiat Ferrari, and then he flew home. The producer never even met him. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Good for him. And that, that really made this movie. Uh, not at the time. Nobody picked this movie up, even though it had all these stars like Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. You know, Charlie Sheen had just done Wall Street. I mean, these were big guys at the time. Uh, Charlie Sheen's Some in reason. this movie? Charlie Sheen, I remember, was in an 80s, uh, like, threesome, not threesome, like, low triangle movie where they were on the road. And, uh, you know, the young on the road. The road uh-huh. movies are classic. My favorite road movies are the ones where they drive to get sex, like the sure thing. <laughs> it's a sure thing. We just drive cross country and there'll be sex. This is <laughs> So right now, like yeah. she's offended by the machoism. That's what's been going on. Those guys are macho. Give me a break. Well, he's talking like. Uh, Open the trunk. I can fix it. Like, she can't start the car, so he goes, let me try, and does the same thing, turns the key. God, my Spanish is so bad. I thought he was ordering a dozen muffins. (laughs) Como la lagra. Al dante muchado. Yes, that's probably macho. (laughs) Yeah, can is more macho. I can't even say that. (laughs) Now she's like, why do men think that when they're in front of an engine, they'll get all this... Innate knowledge of automobile mechanics. Not me, though. It's very apropos for its day with macho, macho man just being passed and the women, you know, in our pop culture. But doesn't you recognize, like, nerd recognize nerd? Like, that guy's a nerd. <laughs> he is. Like, they're not, they're not macho. That's moles. That is Mo- Is it Moles, the actor? No, it's uh, his name is Matt, and uh, he's I got it right here. He, he does a lot of documentaries and stuff. He became a director. He did one big film, oh, um, and he's got some acting credits. Penguin suck. Here a rebuttal to the Penguin movie. Andrew Lauer. He was in Born on the Fourth of July for the Boys, Iron Man Three. All big films. And he's CEO of this nonprofit that makes free, like, little clips for charities, and they can raise funds with them or, or spread awareness. So he's a good guy. It's called Real Aid. R-E-E-L. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, that's the one thing I hate during this time is fake uh, help. Fake aid. Fake aids. <laughs> yeah. Remember that ill-advised Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Fake aids. <coughs> fake aids. <laughs> It's a great ape reference. Nick Cage is not even credited in this movie. If you watch the credits, it doesn't say Nick Cage. Do they do they list like Guy and Ferrari or or Pinocchio or whatever? Pinocchio is public domain. They could totally like as long as they don't have Jim <laughs> fucking Cricket in it, they could do it. He's uncredited. Charlie Sheen's uncredited. Um, Judd Hirsch is um, Judd Nelson. Nelson. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, he's uncredited. Can you believe it? Yeah, get his name correct. That's half Nelson. It's full Nelson. Judd Nelson. <laughs> it's a full Nelson. Full Nelson. Up and coming comedian, motorcycle cop uncredited. Gilbert. Okay, now, they're realizing now they're going to be stuck here for a while, and she's got all this, she can realize that they're trying to, like, seduce her. So now she gets, like, 
super hot. You know how she's touching her cooch right there and everything. She tells him to sit by him. She starts giving him almost kisses. The radio station is playing goodness gracious, <laughs> great balls of syphilis. <laughs> it's just so, so this is a road movie where they immediately get stalled and stay, stay on the side of the road yeah. for the whole movie. Goodness gracious, great gonorrhea. <laughs> you hurt my nerves and you rattle my brain. You gave me STDs every day. Well, I'll just ruin the punchline for you because the director makes her do it for way too long than what it's worth. She sexy sexies them up and then she goes, we have to be totally honest with each other. And she goes, I'm a lesbian and walks away. Oh, no. Is that when you asked for your money back? <laughs> no. You went to Blockbuster? That's when it got interesting. No, no hey, nadie más algrador. He's made some, he made a movie about like a, a apartment building in LA and I wish I could remember. I think it was a SRO actually. I can remember uh -huh. the name of it, but he, you know, and he also does like in jokes. So he has a brand in it that appears in all his movies, like a smiling pork uh -huh. product, uh, plumpies or something like that. And even in the chase, uh, he nearly hits a truck that has a logo on it. Now it might not be in this film. It, this is his directorial debut. Do you think he was 17 years old when he made this movie? Uh, he was definitely older, but he had like life because he had life experience. Um, where is it? Where is it? Okay, so they wanted to, he wanted to do this movie, and it's just not in front of me right now. But nobody was taking him seriously. Nobody was financing it. So his friend, who was a producer of big movies and trying to help him, was like, "Why don't you make a movie for like no budget?" And uh, we'll just show everybody that you can direct. And he goes, okay. And they got these films that's called shorts. Like at the end of a reel of film, you know, the Paramount guy goes, cut. But there's not enough film left for the next 20 minute scene. There's like maybe four minutes or two minutes left. So they would sell off for real cheap the shorts. They were, they're the end yes. of the reel. That's what Robert Corman used to do. He used to use uh -huh. the shorts. So they, they, he had enough film from the shorts to uh, make this film. Well, he com the producer is the one that got interviewed because of the Twitter blow-up, and he claims that they were always trying to squeeze a four-minute scene into two minutes because of the goddamn short. Yeah, the plot's really gone along. I mean, I know we talked over a quarter of the film already, but I can't believe they're brother and sister. <laughs> uh, here comes somebody. <laughs> the one in glasses is a lesbian. Yeah. She says, soy lesbian. At least according to the subtitles. So she's walking and she's leaving them on the road? She left her car? Uh, no. She did her She did her joke, I'm a lesbian, and walked off. And now they're, uh, Mr. Jock is being a real dick, and he's saying... That can't be right. She's all woman. She just, you know, we need to convert her. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. They're literally yeah. stranded, as it were. 
they're shocked. Like, why are you a lesbian? And she's like, why do you like, why are you heterosexual? And they're like, we like girls. And she goes, me too. And then she, now he's going to like have a fantasy about how he'll convert her. Oh, good. Look a fantasy. Well, she's, he, oh, you're going to see like eight of them. He, um, he's saying, you remember the gym teacher? Now that was a, you know, slur word. She's no slur word. She just needs yeah, the right well, he's, guy. Yeah, well, she looks like uh, every 80s album cover. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Aren't you Simon LeBlanc from, <laughs> from Dur- Duran Duran? No. Aren't hey, you? are you that flock of seagulls right. guy with regular hair? Okay, here's our fantasy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. Now, the whole thing was shot... Uh, in this one place in California, it's Borrego Springs, California, because of its remote location. So where Borrego. did they find a swimming pool? I don't, it's there. This is a total ripoff of the sure thing where he fantasizes about the girl he's going to see. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Paul Goldie of Relo- Pete Goldie, Pete Goldie of Freeloadia, Free Freeloading, Reloadio. Jesus, you're fucking terrible. Freeloading, yeah, where uh, he takes other people's feeds and just uses it. Yeah, good to have you here, Pete. That's right. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to put this podcast on. That's for sure. Pete, do you remember my? Hey, co-host? Carl. How are you doing, Carl? All right, but there's boobs on the screen right now, please. Yeah, I know. It's the uh, best movie ever. Pete cracked up with LaCroix <laughs> when he got it here. He's like, yeah, we'll wait for the family. Get the kickback of the movie. That's it, exactly. Actually, I just off. did a little blaster. We're only going to be here till it dries. Oh, how, how long is that? Well, about an hour. Oh, okay, cool. How many tits? That's like eight pairs? Yeah, for the next hour, we've been watching tits every six minutes, so you do the math. Cause I, 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 oh, ten, ten tits. Okay, now they're going over their rations. They have two oranges and a kiwi. And they're in Borrego Springs, the nearest grocery store, 110 miles. Yeah, the Piggly Wiggly. It's not even the Piggly Wiggly because they're vegetarians over there. It's the uh, Satan Wigglies. You like? <laughs> it's the Rutabaga Wiggly. It's the Rutabaga Wiggly. So, Pete Goldie, what brings you here? Um, wet Plaster. Shanks Mayor. This is the best neighborhood. I want to be where the action is, man. And my name is Jeff. You aware of that? Jeff Jeff uh, Goldie? No, you, you're totally ignorant, aren't you? Oh, Jeff. Oh, yeah. So I, I uh, Pete is referring to, we went viral ourselves here at MutinyRadio.fm where we streamed the show. Yeah, go check out my, Carl, are you uh, my friend? Uh, it definitely got, I don't think I am. It definitely got all the way to the East Coast. People here who you guys have no, you know, don't know, at least you, Mike, yeah. uh, started f- floating that around Facebook. And I was like, hey, you know, this is Mutiny Radio. This is where our podcast happens. Mutiny air quotes, yeah. radio, unair quotes. So, you know, I actually have all that audio tuned up, queued up. If um, We could do it after the movie or we could do it now with Pete Goldie, but... Uh, I, I was aware of it from last week's show, but we had a really tight schedule, so I didn't bring it up. We have a... Uh, oh, that wasn't yesterday? No, so the, the station has four open mics that uh, have live shows here where you can come to the station and beat the best part of the mission here on 21st in Florida. Actually, why did I just give the address after talking about about to talk about an assault? So uh, we have these live stand-up shows, and there's one on Saturday at 4 that happened last week, and one of the comics went up, the open micer, did a set, and then at the end, the host who wasn't there showed up, and he was able to get do the final set. 
he told the guy to shut up in a way that got the guy so upset he punched him. And the video of our security camera and the audio from the podcast went viral. And it's been on uh, uh, World Star Hip Hop. It's, it's on, awesome! It's been on E-Bomb World for the racist response. It's E-Bomb been, World. It's been on The Smoking Gun. And mm-hmm. I actually... Uh, it's funny. The only weird thing about it is they call it a radio Mike, station. Mike, can I come back to it? Because we're going to see Gilbert Gottfried okay. now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get the sound. Oh, there. Look at the fuzzy Gilbert. Well, well, well. I think this is your lucky <laughs> Gilbert with the Jufro going. Yeah, He's always oh, Gilbert. Okay. Let me introduce myself, boys and girls. My name is Lucky Larry Lupin of Lucky Lupin's? Larry Lupin Lucky Larry Lupin. Here you go. Here's just... one for you. I understand what you're saying. Believe me. Believe me. I understand exactly Yo, we need a ride, what you're saying. Okay? Need a you need Did he still steal those Lupins? That makes you feel happy the Lupin. whole day through. Flower. We gotta go to the nearest town. Here you are. You're in the what? middle of the desert. You have no money. You Here have no food. You could possibly die in the middle of the <laughs> desert. And what would happen? The police would show up, they'd see your body, and they'd go, look at that body lying there. The hair's a mess, they've got the lint on their clothes, and they've got little lint pieces on of the spinach clothes. in their teeth. Well, yeah. Yes. Now, I know what you're going to ask. What can you do to help that? How can you help me? Okay, I will introduce to you now the Lucky Larry Lupin Brush Wizard. Yes, boys and girls, the Lucky Larry Lupin Brush Wizard. Now, what can it do? We don't need a brush. We need a ride to town. Yeah, yes. ride. What does it do? Ride. What does no. the brush wizard do? Is it a brush that brushes wizards? If you have a wizard that's dusty, do you brush it? No, no, no. It's a lint brush. It's a toothbrush. It's a dog brush. And it's a hairbrush. I can't believe this guy. I know what you're saying. Sure, but a brush that good, that could cost us 50, 60, 70, maybe even $100. $100. I understand. They must have shot now, this on a big end. Like, we have four minutes. Price of yeah, this is a big end, not a short end. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who's this guy? All right. I see what you're doing. I see but what you're doing. The way they cut away, Mike, okay, it could be. Okay. If they did do me, multiple. I'm gonna let you rob it from me. Oh, just yes. have them show up to the desert every day and just do 10 minutes. All right. I thought that was a mat shot. Oh, they're in the desert. This is a location. This is a road movie where they immediately crash and don't go anywhere for the rest of the movie. They can fake wind. Yeah, well, they fake the movie. So, they... He just sold so a two decides he'll buy one. He doesn't have any change. Right. He says, I know you. I know your face. Next time I see you, I'm going to give you a nickel. <laughs> It loses something in the Spanish translation. Well, he's, yeah. he says, like, can we get a ride to town? He goes, what? You wouldn't even buy a brush. Look at his old-timey car. Oh, yeah. Old-timey Gilbert. Now, I met Gilbert Gottfried at a show he did, and I made him laugh. Did I tell you that story, Mike? Yeah. Identify the car Gilbert's driving. It's an Edsel. No, no, Studebaker. Edsel's had a grill that went from here to there. Oh, yeah, that, that grill just went from here to here. All right, so. Mike, I told you the story. 
Oh, go ahead and say it. You did mention it on the no, show. No, did I tell you? Yeah, you, I don't you, tell, you told me on the air. All right. You were you waited to get his book signed. Right, and then what happened? And you said... Uh, no, no, he said... Oh, wait, he make it out to? He said, my hotel room. I'm staying at the Excelsior <laughs> Hotel. I'm in room 623, and all you have to do is knock twice. <laughs> That's our code. That's our code. That was a great Gilbert Gottfried story. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And he was like 72, right? Cause it was well, yeah. Well, I did not get Gilbert in his prime. Well, I mean, that was Gilbert in his prime. That was young Now, look Gilbert. how she's had a wardrobe change. You see? Oh, yeah. It's, so she gets... They a, haven't. Huh. That theme song is wrong. How is it possible they could pack for a one-hour car ride? But the thing is, they're out alone in the desert, and it's supposed to be we're here with nothing. And now she's got a wardrobe change. Did I miss her earlier wardrobe change? It was like a peach dress hmm. that kind of bristled in the wind. And high heels. Oh, yeah, right. Which we saw. The first thing we saw. Oh, boy. Wrong kind of movie beat. Actually, well, the sun's out. What do you want? One of the reasons Pete is here is because we want to talk about what happened. So during this uh, watch and listen podcast, uh, open mic last Saturday, uh, a week before ago, uh, one of the open micers got upset and punched the, the final comic in the face. Well, he, he assaulted him. It's on video and it went viral. So we actually have a report. Carl, I'm going to play you the CBS local news report of it, okay? Okay. All right. So we're going to go over and check it out. Facebook? No, it should say CBS. It doesn't say CBS anywhere. Oh, we'll click one of them and see what it is. Do, 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 no, not do. that one. Do, 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 do. Keep not looking. that. Not mm-hmm. that. Someone else's By Facebook. the way, he's fantasizing. They're married. Okay. Here we go. Ken right. Batista, there you go. Yeah, here we go. Are you all set? Sound on first. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. at a Bay Area radio station. A comedian on stage tries to deliver a punchline, but as KPIX5's Joe Vasquez shows us, instead, he's the one who gets punched. The attack happened Saturday here in the Mission District at Mutiny Radio. A comedian was on stage when a man in the audience interrupted his act. Surveillance video shows what happens next. I do know who you are, so stop talking. The audience member rushes the stage and attacks the comedian. Others quickly jump in and pull him away. Mutiny Radio later posted on Facebook that nobody involved wanted to press charges, but that a window was broken and they were collecting $500 to try and fix it. Assaults like this are rare, but professional comics do worry about this sort of thing. When we used to be able to go up there and give our point of view, now we have to be watching from every corner. What's crazy about this is now the way society is, everybody is so easily triggered, and that makes it a lot harder for comedians. We reached out to Mutiny Radio, no response, but we understand from other professional comedians that they've spread the word that the attacker is no longer allowed at open mic nights. Joe Vasquez, KPIX5. Oh, that's the news. No longer can you assault people at the open mic night. Yeah, they, they really, really nailed him on that. You got my mic down? I did, sorry. Yeah, about that. it's important to have my mic on at all times. Yeah, I have you as a guest. You sure? <laughs> okay, yes, of course I'm sure. All right, so we're back here. Did they move? I'm, I'm sorry well, to interrupt. No. Did you like that story there, Carl? Did that scare you? No. <laughs> no. Look, that, look, 
That guy said, I know who you are. Stop talking. That was extremely offensive. He didn't say, shut up, asshole. He said, I know who you are. Stop talking. He I said, shut the, he said, shut the blank up. But did they, you, did was, they really believe it? It was commercial radio. Yeah. Well, I have the audio. Or the, commercial TV. Sorry. We'll, we'll end the show with the, with the audio of the, of the, the security cam. The uh, raw that? security cam footage. Because no, I, I heard there was who something. Who did they that, interview? Did you hear the yeah. guy who gave his opinion of comedians? Yeah, so that, that was my me doing my comedian that voice. Was, that it's was a little Gold. effeminate. He, he's in the neighborhood all the time. It's a who is it? It's a yeah. professional. Who was it? It's his <laughs> name is Ron Vi. He's a professional comedian who works also. Uh, he's associated with the Punchline here in San Francisco, and he's a professional comedian. I've known him for like twenty years. Good guy, and uh, it was good that he talked. I think he was, I, you know, they don't really. Well, the the guy was an, uh, an open micer who performed at that show, in which we have an audio set of from Jeff from the Watch and Listen podcast. So I could even play his set if you want to hear what the guy who punched another comedian on stage. The Assaulter. You should check out The Assault. The video's everywhere. Again, Smoking Gun, uh, World Star Hip Hop. Uh, I saw it. Yeah. It's, it's, so it went a little bit viral. We went viral too. It's not just us. Now, the part that, that confuses me, it's about his name, Jeff. Like, how does the name Jeff end up being a punchable offense? So here's, I mean, Jeff was, he writes his name on the list. Jeff. So he's Jeff. He does his set. The guy who normally runs the show, his name is Capital. On the A-L. Mm-hmm. Capital. And he wasn't there. He showed up at the end of the show. He went on stage and he has a routine about, is that his real name? So he's talking about names. And he says, it's not my real name, it's the realest name I have. Oh. And he says, it's better to have a name like Capital than say Jeff. Do you know Cappy Al? I don't know Cappy Al. There's another, well, Cappy is like Cappy. No, that's that guy's name. No, I'm the only one pronouncing it right. He'd probably punch me Mike, for that. Yeah. Mike, finish your story, though. So I oh. have a real name, yeah. Jeff, not so, Cappy. Tell. Yeah, my name is Realist. It's the realest name I have. It's not like I have a name like Jeff. And the guy Jeff said, huh? Oh. And, you know, people in the room were saying the guy was talking to his girlfriend, his lady friend. We comic Jeff during the set. So that's what mm-hmm. Cap- uh, Capital picked up on and said, you know, hey, you got to shut up. And uh, I think he said it in a manner that, you know, I, if you're a comedian, the, if you tell a joke that's so funny and people are like guts are bur- bursting and they're laughing so hysterically, like they physically are just in, in hysterics. Well, good job. Well done. But if you say something mm-hmm. on stage to, which elicits people to punch you in the fucking face, then as much as the person who punched you in the face may be uh, in the wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> he is wrong. Oh, yeah, he is wrong. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. But maybe you want to say something that elicits laughter than people physically assaulting you. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. just maybe in your stage work, just work on your stage work. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you could be able to say... Like, can you stop talking during my set in a manner that the guy doesn't punch you as well after talking during your set, uh, mm-hmm. after performing? Invite him to coffee after the set. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get you a coffee and I'll say, hey, you're a comedian and you're, we're all sunshine and family and clowns. And when we go on stage, we elevate life. And you also assaulted a person, a fellow performer. So you're never going to go on stage because you're not humor and light anymore, you know. You're from Verboten. You're verboten. Yeah. It's like, there's a certain point where, like, if you ever see a comedian, like, get really angry at another comedian, like, why don't you put me on stage? Well, after that, why should they put you on stage? It's just, it's, 
you're uh, you're crossing the line. You it know, was like, a career-altering decision. Yeah. If and nowadays, it's national news. It's yeah. We went national. The uh, smoking gun. But anyway, I just I just feel I don't I don't think what the guy did was right, and I don't think the crowd work where someone tries to hit you is right either. But you know. It, it, it's hard to say because I, I can't understand half the things those guys are saying anyway. So, And there you have your Both Sides It by Mike Spiegelman. So wait a minute. They, they lasted a whole day on the side of the road where at least three people have driven by and they can't get off of it? Yeah, that's right. Nobody else has driven by. They had uh, Gilbert and they had Nick Cage. They didn't have like Charlie Sheen yet? That's right. So then they're like chucking the ball around. Then she's like, turn around, I got a pee. Then they have a fantasy about her again. But then they turn into this whole, like, it's your fault, blame game session. And then she breaks the tension, and now they're having a campfire like friends, and they're talking about how they lost their virginity. You to bring you up to speed at where we're at. Oh, I want to talk about how when I lost my virginity. Oh, silly, I was okay. there. I was there. Why not to tell the story? I was like... Charlotte, this is wrong. <laughs> oh, Charlotte, the name he, of my mother? <laughs> he, he's my best friend, Charlotte. This is, yeah. Dude, then yeah, okay, thank what you, Carl. She did Thanks is for she said, she said, okay, I'll use the puppets, and that way it's not me. Oh, because so, uh, le lesbians <laughs> had puppets during that time. They, when, they, when they're driving, in case of emergency, they pull out the puppets. <laughs> okay, so right now... Um, uh, uh, Eddie, Eddie is telling this incredible story about how he lost his virginity, and it's really hard to believe. You know what I mean? It's well, they're I'm, going down in an elevator. She presses the stop button. This is my story. This is what happened to me. <laughs> Listen, last week I lost my virginity, and I'm really proud of it. I was in this elevator. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it took me a while to lose my virginity, but when I wrote to Dear Play, uh, wrote the Penthouse Forum, they informed me it doesn't exist anymore. You thought it would last more than one or two floors, right? Yeah, right. Oh, I know. <laughs> Thank God for that mezzanine. That was great. At least we had the mezzanine together. It went from one to it went from L to one to M to two. That was two, you know. So technically, it's four floors. <laughs> oh, so uh, he's talking about getting going down on an elevator. Oh, right, 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 oh boy, boy, we're ups and down, then in the between the bed sheets. You know what I miss is uh, elevator attendance. When's you, when have you last seen an elevator attendant? And actually, it's a simple answer. When was that? It's for everyone. It would be in a private residence. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they would still do it. They, mm -hmm. That used to be a full-time job for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Which floor, buddy? 18th. I can't hear you because I'm blowing on my cigarette. Go ahead, 18th. All right, 18th. Huckleberry Advertising, 18th floor. Those nice places in New York where they take you to the floor, and the floor is your your um, where you're going, I heard, the house, I heard uh, an apartment, at 30, or two floors. Thirty Rockefeller. I heard that their elevator is the closed door button has been like eradicated because people have been pressed it so many times. It's, worn out. <laughs> it's actually been pushed all the way out of the elevator. And then someone was telling me there's a building in San Francisco that. Uh, the ceiling is gray because at the time they allowed smoking. Like, oh, it's, it's, I forget the name of it. It's like the Ray Building or something. But uh, because people used to smoke in the, inside the lobby, the, the ceiling became like beige. And that's when I lost my virginity. What do you think, Carl? 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's so many kids' stories, you know. When did you lose so now your they're like, "How yeah. did you lose your virginity?" Because they're like, "Want a sexy lesbian story?" And she tells this nice story, you know, it kind of like ruins it for them. It says, "Where is she now?" And then she's like, "She died." I think I'd rather talk about the seventeenth time I lost my virginity. When you said she died, I, I came, and that's why I was quiet. Yeah, what was, <laughs> the, what was the 17th time? Like a virgin. Necrophilia. Yeah, right. Touch for the very first time. So what do you think about it? Do you guys sit around diners and talk about what uh, Like a Virgin is about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like do. It's, uh, like Reservoir Dogs? That's what I was thinking of first, pretty much. So we went to see... Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Carl. Once upon a time. Dot dot space. dot. Hollywood. So gee, can the guy can't write a decent title for a movie. Learn to spell. Mm. Learn punctuation. Carl, uh, have you seen that movie, Carl? Once upon a time. Uh, no, I'm watching this movie right now, and what? we're learning okay. that they were oh, right. friends since nursery school. Okay, and she's like, that's Something weird because about- you guys oh. are total polar opposites. <clears throat> and she just noticed. That's what I've been saying. There's a jock and the nerd, polar opposites. <laughs> That's right. That's because you're intuitive, Mike. You have a woman's intuition about you. Well, uh, hmm. and my, she's just catching up. She's just catching up. My super ego is the jock. My it is my <laughs> nerd, and then my ego is the girl. Hmm. Right? There's the whole the holy three. Bingo. Bingo. You know that uh, commentator messed it up on CBS. He should have said like something like. He was delivering a punchline, and yeah, a punchline was delivered to him. Well, you know, Ron, God bless Ron, but I think he was talking more about material that you say as a comedian that would offend. But from the footage, it was an open micer who uh, just lost his right. cool and, and assaulted another comedian. So I was thinking that and didn't want to say it. Ron wrapped it all up in today's society and the flaws we have with yeah. it. And you it, need to be scared on stage now because you can't say what you believe. <laughs> Thank you, and Bill That's Barr. not what happened at all. People don't want to see me. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I go to colleges everywhere. They're like, boo. <laughs> boo you and Kramer. And I said, I'm not Kramer. So Jerry Seinfeld did this movie. I know we're watching this movie. I just thought I know, I brought girl. it back to it. In which he wanted to be a stand-up comedian again from scratch with no new, with all new material. Did you see it? It was called Comedian. I loved it. I saw it in the theater and I saw it in the video again. But what I think that he should have done, and maybe the movie wouldn't have been released, is got a total, mm. complete disguise so he looked like a different person. And hey, no talking tried. during the shower scene. Come on. Oh, the shower scene's going to go on forever. Oh, oh no, I'm wrong. Director <laughs> came before I Jinxed did. it. Oh, Okie okay, cookie. Are they playing Okie okay, cookie? Now we're going to get a ghost story. You see the mist? Yeah. What I liked about We're going to the... get a ghost Oh, his, there was a comedian named Orly Adams. <laughs> Orly Adams. And he said, Stephen Wright, what has he done lately? There was a comedian named Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. It was, a, it was a regular open mic, like any open mic. Like any other Saturday <laughs> afternoon open mic. Yeah, more than usual number of people. Yeah, well, it really helped the security cam video a lot, you guys. Well, you know, kudos uh, to that for packing the uh, tiny room here. Capital called his show this week. Watch and punch comedy showcase. 
Which yeah. is funny because you don't have your people working on the promos for next week. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, a knockout. We need to capitalize on it. We have watch out. Oh, Jeff might be in the room. Punch it on that one. Yeah, he didn't lose his radio spot, did he? Yeah, he's no longer welcome here. Oh, really? I thought that he just had to pay for the glass, and he still got his well. That his slot. was the kicker. So after he 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 pushed uh, the comedian off stage and hit the piano, and he right. started wailing at him. Yeah, had to be hauled off. Yeah, so there was a literally Johnny, a Johnny B. Good came in and yeah. broke it up and took it off there. And I only mock him by calling him Johnny B. Good because it wouldn't have been me, buddy. So like huh. you know, God bless you for doing it. Uh-huh. Uh And then so he he got ripped apart, and then. The Jeff on the video, this is not allegedly, got so juiced up, he punched the glass on his own accord yeah. out the front window. I couldn't say if he punched it or elbowed it. He punched it with his fist. It's awful. Which everyone knows when you punch glass, you're going to get pieces of glass in your knuckles. Like, it's not worth the effort. But, you know, looking at the way you've been looking at things, that glass had it coming, you know. <laughs> you see uh, the zombies, <laughs> right? Yeah. With their zombies behind Again. Yeah, like where did they shoot this? Did they really shoot it in the desert? Maybe. Hmm. They must have shot it in one. I like the fog machine effect. It's so fog machine effect like. They they spent a lot of money on that fog machine. Mike, I'm with you on like don't be antagonistic on stage. I mean, like if you do that, don't be all surprised. Right. And also, I'm against Jeff because when something like that happens to you, you get all pissed off, but you don't physically assault someone. You, right. I mean, it's yes. not you mock them on Facebook. You mock right. them on Facebook, or you, or you put them down there, or I mean, it's or you a, buy yourself a radio station and get your own slot. And he was with a friend. Say blah blah blah. He had somebody there, and probably was. They didn't want to be embarrassed or something. Like, well, that's the thing. Like you lose your cool, and and you're in front of your friends. That's what it is, you know. Oh no! Here comes the zombies. Wait, there's a Wait, new character. How, what minute are you on? Uh, um, this minute? What do you got? 47, 55, 56. 57. Do you want us to pause? No, no, no. 4802. 4802. Wow, wow it's close enough for me. Spark this up. <laughs> you can't. This is why this show is called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie, because there's no way you could watch this on your own. And that's why having us. We're a support group. Yeah. We're the Three Stooges. Actually, we are. We're the same age and gender and, and uh, three goofy white guys. Yeah. You know, now I'm spinning around on the floor. <laughs> now I'm trying to eat. I want you to tell me when you get to 5125, okay. Mike. Can you do it? Yeah, sure. Pete, can you... Uh, 5125. What do you want me to do then? Pause? No, no. Don't pause. Just, just, no, no. Just tell me. Just okay. count, it, count it up to me. All right. Um, I'm not going to count you. it up. Well, so, well, I need you. You can't to. tell me what to Otherwise, do. I can't. Well, I well screw off then, Mike. Would you tell me when it's uh, fifty-one twenty-five? Right. Uh, I don't think he can. Now, he's what we're gonna he's see not now able. Dan, and then he's going to cut in, and we're going to see for the first time the funny fantasy. You'll see when it when we get there. Is that a boombox or a pillow? Carl, I'm standing. I'm waiting to to let you know. Yeah, he's upstanding here. Yeah, I'm outstanding. 5124, this is what we do. I know. I'm going to wait for another minute or so. Well, they're dancing. Counting it. Because I'm dancing with that girl. Sort of chump you think I am, counting it away. Oh, she took his glasses off and took the uh, pencils out of his hair bun. Now he's shaking his hair. Huh. I 
I can't believe they they just can't fucking get AAA, or just walk to the <laughs> nearest right. fucking Howard Johnson. There, there are no cell phones. Well, okay, there's no cell phones, but there must be a fucking gas station. I can't believe they can't cook a repair like Walter White would. How essentially ex- bleak this movie is. It's like, well, we broke like get the down. battery to work again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't get the battery. I can't get anything to go, and I just here with my dreams. We're still on fifty right now. Yeah, we got another eight minutes. Ugh. So, do you see them at a dinner party right yes. now? Yes. Okay, so the joke is, um, Matt is like, "Oh, your wife is so fat and ugly," and then we see their wives, and especially Eddie's wife. And she goes, my wife, it's Tuesday, and she's still beautiful. And then he makes it with her on the table. Uh-huh. Is that what for the first time, we have a funny fantasy. So, uh, is this, this is a funny future fantasy for these fellows, right? Well, this is just a fantasy. This will never happen in our future. Well, it's not happening now because they're still in the desert, I think, right? Yeah, that's no, a fantasy. They, this movie's called Never on a Tuesday, and the wife's name is Tuesday. Are we getting close to a reason for the title? Well, yeah, she, her name is Tuesday, and they're never going to have her, so never on, a t- on, never on Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. Oh, they fuck on the table, but never on Tuesday. Okay, I'm at 51. What minute are you at? 51.02. Okay. Never on Tuesday. Can we stop now? Like no, don't bust. stop at all. Just tell me when it's 51. Thir- uh, all right, 31. We're at 15. Okay. Now we're okay, on thank 18. you. That's close enough. 19. 20, I got it. 21, 20, 22, 23, <laughs> no, I got 24. It. Don't count it up. <laughs> 25, 26. What, do we do it right? You know, I like to bust on, uh, on celebrity photographs, but never on a Tuesday Weld. Hmm. <laughs> never on a Tuesday Weld. Hmm. Okay, so she's up on the counter, and he's actually going to have sex with her in front of everybody to show off how beautiful his wife is huh. and rub their nose in it. Well, this scene is just how beautiful is that? his pale ass is. It looks like everyone's enjoying it, oh, especially the turkey. turkey. Oh, splosh. Turn it to splosh. Sex food party. No sex food party, please. I'm eating. Well, this is a different so if location. You were, this guy was trying to finance a film he later made called The Dark Backward, and this movie was just to prove that he could be a director. The Dark Backward. I don't know. It's okay. It's the Dark Back. Have you seen The Dark Backwards? Nope. Have you seen The Dark Backwards? No. It is unwatchable. It is a bad movie. It is a classic gotcha. bad movie. Mm. He's, he creates a world that's so insular and so like up his own ass that it's, there's no, nothing grounded to it. So this guy grows a third arm because they live in a dystopia anyway. So it's just a thing. You know? <laughs> so, Do you, you know, recommend I rent it or no? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, Jed Nelson's amazing in it. Like he's, he fucking makes that movie, he elevates the movie. Like, it's a cold movie. I, I've seen it several times. I mean, I'll still watch uh-huh. it, but it's it's not good. It's it is a uh, flawed film. It is a you know <laughs> a flop, a failure. I give it a failure, not a secret success. If I was on acclubavclub.com. Oh look. Okay, so now Spider-Man. it's the next morning, and all we're going to get is a little montage about how desperate it is now. They it's just not going well until. Matt will freak out. Yeah. Oh, water, water, nowhere. Another mm. drop to drink. No. Now, I think 
Aren't there fluids in the car? Are there any fluids that are just sand. water? Sand. Plenty of sand to eat. Yeah, why did they get that bottled water like that? Like, don't forget to bring that pink bottled water on the road. Okay, good idea. Yeah. California boobs love pink water bottles. They have a... They, they had water yesterday. They drank it. They expected someone would drive by. Oh, they did. Gilbert showed up. Yeah. I thought Gilbert played a cop in this movie. <laughs> Do you remember him bribing? Oh, and Beverly uh, Helicops too? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I was to make this right here? Just let's say. <laughs> oh, hang on. We got to track this movie. Good. I got it. Sorry. I'm fine. <clears throat> this was probably a Betamax. This is like how old the copy is. Not even a VHS. I'm still not sure if the fantasy is the dinner party or being in the desert. Well, he was at the dinner party fucking his wife on the table and he started fantasizing being car wrecked. Mm-hmm. Even, even Jean-Luc Godot's like, this is a stupid idea. I would never make a movie like this. There was once a great Monty Python in which he was wasting away in a prison cell and he falls asleep or has, you know, a fantasy kind of thing. And then he wakes up and he's in the backyard with his grandmother and he goes, oh, it was all a dream. And the grandmother's like, no, 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 dear. You're back in your cell. <laughs> this is the dream? That's like the end of every movie now. Do you think she's the sexiest girl ever? Because that's what they're trying to make us think. Well, out of the, out of the three of them, yeah. yeah. Right. If there was more people in this movie, no, probably not. <clears throat> <laughs> there was a fourth person in this movie, no. So he's freaking out, and they're like, tranquilo lo más, tranquilo lo más. Oh, yeah, which is English for uh, tranquil. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all doomed, essentially. I mean, if you think about it, in the well, long run. I think my Spanish is better. He's asking about Napster, am I wrong? That's is correct. Back then, Napster was just hitting. Oh, 89. <laughs> Actually, that's not no, true, that, right? That the internet wasn't no. still... What did you think, 95? No, the, there was the internet during the 80s. There was electronic bulletin boards you would call, dial up and download <laughs> games. Yeah. Do, you, like, I saw the movie War Games. Yeah, it's like war games. Oh, that reminds me. Did I ever tell you the time I accidentally hacked into the army uh, database and started World War Three? It was so easy. Did you do then. that really? That yeah. was you. Yeah, but you know what? It was a tie. It was like tic tac toe, and then I <laughs> I had this epiphany. Like, why should we even do it? And the yeah, general was like, said, "Yeah, do you? Yeah, do you want to play a game? Sure. How about tic tac toe? Uh, no, no. Uh, how about no, 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 tic tac toe? Wait, would you like to play thermo? No, no, no. Tic tac toe is about my speed. <laughs> The end. end game's over. <laughs> movie never right. happens. The world somehow goes on. Did you ever see the director's cut of Back to the Future 2 where Marty McFly decides not to bring back the sports almanac to the present, the past sense? <laughs> yeah, it's a 15-minute yeah. film. Yeah, it's the goes the end. It consists of Act 1. And then a preview to the third movie. <laughs> and credits. Okay, so yeah. it took all this time, but you can see now he's freaking out. Well, solving their problem. He's going to capture the Roadrunner. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. He's not even good at freaking out. Yeah, let's see. Is he still screaming? Can we hear him? I am crazy. I know you can still hear me. Oh, he's running towards him? I am now getting crazier and louder. An effective use of his limited resources. Wah, wah, wah. So, I just stopped in front of the camera, and, but I'm not looking at I'm the pretending. camera. I'm 
Yeah. Oh, no, I looked in the camera. Shit. Give me a new end. I, I looked in the camera. He's a good camera. <laughs> He's down there going, you're supposed to be beautiful. What I don't get is like this. This is like a cartoon, you know. Like the guy's mm. got the camera down on the ground with the sky behind these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, free sky, great set if you can get it. Oh, you had to get a permit for that sky. So now she goes, I know how to revive him, and she starts acting like if I give him a little bit of sex, he'll be all happy and he'll calm down. Why don't we do it in the road? Now, oh, you that's guys that's know that's this that's actress, that's this actress much better than I, but I recognize her face and I know that she was supposed to be the most attractive woman in a bunch of movies that didn't make sense. She was named most sexiest woman by Us Weekly. The oh, there. Competitor. I think I remember that. Yeah. Babylon 5 was her big, big role. Oh, yeah. If you remember that. Well, I didn't. I stopped watching after Babylon 2, so I probably wouldn't understand <laughs> it by that point. That's where I remember her. Very severe. Her first role ever was Dallas uh, in 1978. I'm sorry, are there little children running around their bed as they fuck? They're angels. No, they're little fucking kids. Yeah, that's what Epstein called them. Yeah, that's what the director here called it. They're angels. They're technically angels. And they're not really <laughs> fucking. He just has her hand on his cock. Yeah, actually, why would ballerinas, little girl ballerinas, be appropriate for... She's topless, and these these girls are... This isn't like special mm -hmm. effects. They're in the yeah. same fucking ocean. Right. Right, watching her get her boobs touched. I think there's an app to have you guys arrested. I'm going to find it. Yeah, what's up, YouTube? This Take disturbing. this video down. Take this video down. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a being a child actor for you. You see a lot in Hollywood. Do, uh, do you pay for uh, YouTube? Have you, are you a subscriber? No, I don't. I don't actually, but huh. at this point I should. So I can listen to some music and peace and quiet. Oh. The worst is when they say Commercials are music, too. When, when did it turn from skip ads to skip ads? <laughs> skip ads? Fuck yeah, I'll skip the ads. Oh, so everyone's So now we find out that that was just a fantasy, as if we didn't know that. Back oh, to reality. Oh, oh. Ooh, turn, a twist. <sighs> this movie is like a thriller of an edge of my seat. This whole movie is that turkey's fantasy. You know, the reason why this movie got me on the edge of the seat is that my balls are really drooping today, and I just need to get to the edge of my seat to let them hang. <laughs> Mike Spiegelman says, never on Tuesday will keep you on the edge of your seat. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> never on a luggage Tuesday will keep never you. Never on a luggage Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> never on Tuesday. So now what we're going to see is, oh my goodness, it's so boring. We're bored. It's boredom. And then they'll break it up by having a photo shoot. They're admitting to the audience that this is a boring premise. This is a photo shoot. Yeah, this the is posing is, is top shelf. Where are they now, issue? Where are the cast of Never on Tuesday now? I'd call that an ironic pose. This is very like new wave, French new wave to me. Like the Godard is mm -hmm. a weekend basically. Yeah. The the crumpled fender symbolizes your hopes and dreams. America is the background. Well, in the foreground is America today. And how I wish to be American. Yeah, this is how I clean a camera lens. 
I rubbed the sand in it very hard, very fast. Yeah. Uh, that's not how you clean this camera lens. That puts spit on the lens and it makes the pictures look dirty. Wow, you're right. If we're gonna do a photo shoot. Huh. Doing a photo shoot. See, she is a photographer. She's on her way to New York City to do a shoot because her lesbian lover, Rachel, got her a gig. That's the backstory. Wow, that's crazy because these guys are going to California to see boobs. Mm-hmm. And they said, there's so many sexy women in California, they're spilling out into neighboring states. <laughs> yeah, they're going out to, like, Pasadena and, like, other Los Quad- Angeles reference. They're going to the Valley. There's so many blondes, they're, they're streaming to the <laughs> Valley, am I right? Los Angeles reference point. <laughs> My friend Colin would used to sing pop culture reference point after his show. So <laughs> I, if I sound like Colin, I have to admit it. I, I probably I have to work out on jokes. Pop culture reference point. Yeah, that was my friend Colin. There we go. Coldest desert ever. Yeah, those are really at attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, those? I oh, guess oh, are we supposed to notice? Yeah, there's a photo of it. Girls on film. You know how she did that? She did that scene? You know how she did that? Acting. Oh, they're all acting. This looks like Three on the Road with Charlie Sheen. That's who was him and like his best friend. And they pick up a girl on the road and they just have like Generation X adventures. You know, from 87. So that's a. Now they're admiring her portfolio and they see Rachel. Oh, there's Xene from X. There's that weird mutant. Oh, there's... Uh... There's Rachel. What? Who's Rachel again? I'm, I'm sorry, I must have spaced. Rachel is her lesbian lover. And oh. so Eddie goes... Hmm. Uh, no, Matt goes, too bad you'll never see her again. And Eddie goes, I'm not going to die out here. I refuse to die a virgin. And that's the big reveal. Oh, hmm. my God. Wow, I suddenly could relate to it. You must totally relate to Eddie, though, Carl. So that's how you have to stay alive? del Virgino. Oh, at the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Then he's caught, you see. Uh-oh. I said I never stuck it in something. He <laughs> what? Pardona me? Pardon? What is it, that word? Now they're going to fuck his diverge. balls relentlessly. I'm in Virgin Airlines employee. I, I work baggage claims. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm a record executive. you got to believe me. You know, with that flawed reasoning, he should, I guess, want to always be a virgin so he'll never die. Right. If you don't want to die a virgin, just don't fuck because then you're going to die. No, he now. didn't say, I can't die a virgin physically. He said, I won't. I refuse. Hey, if you if you ever want to die a virgin, go say yes to any uh, Twitter uh, requests. <laughs> Tinder, Tinder requests, not Twitter, Twitter. I fucked a joke. So he is um, backpedaling now, and then he goes, "Do I look like a virgin?" And they laugh and they go, "Yes." <laughs> wow, a thirty-four-year-old virgin. Hmm. I'm supposed to be seventeen. Yes. How old are these kids anyway? Oh, look at. We Eddie did it. Eddie is a virgin. Eddie is a virgin. Which is which has translates to I'm not a virgin. I'm not a virgin. I'm not a virgin. I did it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh dear. Did he call him uh, yeah. Jeff. He called him Jeff. 
Jeff. I know your name, Virgin. Push. Yeah. So now, like, Tuesday will say, like, sex is nothing without love and everybody, you know, so macho. And I like that a guy isn't trying to conquer every woman. And he's like, you do? And, like, thanks. Made him feel better. But the thing is, he is trying to conquer every woman. He's just not being successful. Right. It doesn't make sense, director. You know, uh, the, the original title of this movie was How Blue Is My Valley. How blue, what? How Blue Balls Is My Valley. How Blue Are My Balls. <laughs> How blue are my balls? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Winner of Academy Awards. Uh, we sang that in high school. How blue are my balls? You sang uh, the theme to Gone with the Wind in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so actually been going, going on for to... longer than you would know. This was just released on video. It never saw a theater. They were just about to make a deal for DVD in the '90s. When that DVD company went out of business, Crazy. they like, they like showed them the, they had a screening for the DVD company and they're like, all right, we're going to talk to you on Friday. We want everyone to see it. No decisions till Friday. Right. Yeah. Then Friday comes. It's like, hmm, they're, just, they're not calling. Well, don't call them. We don't want to seem like we, yeah, we don't it's been eight days. I think we should call them. Don't be so desperate. <laughs> Listen, we we checked our tracking numbers and we did some polls and people love valleys and inertia and your film's going to be big. <laughs> nothing happens. People love nothing happens. And then like a couple of days later, he won't answer our calls. He won't return my calls. So when they went bankrupt, Paramount just sort of bought them just for ha-has and they got a few films out of it including this one but they've never still released it to DVD because they didn't care so now that there's the Twitter blow up has happened the um, producer is crossing his fingers Paramount will yeah let's do something with it you're talking about the movie we're watching yeah mm -hmm. it went, right it went now viral last week because there's a clip of Nicolas Cage that somebody retweeted and then it caused like a bunch of articles about it huh Mike is your microphone peaking or something because once again you're it's hissy and you're going away well I, w I was drinking coffee and oh, I, there you I are. didn't want to be on the mic drinking so I, I turned the volume down a little Understood. trick I do he's a very okay, professional board man have now I, I'm pretty bored when he. And uh, now we're going to have Charlie Sheen. And he's going to save him, or no? He's going to save his little speech. Yeah, look what he's driving. Was that a Ford? I'm not surprised. Later day, Bill Murray hasn't showed up. Yeah, I'm doing a cameo <laughs> from. How'd you, Bill Murray? How'd you get him this picture? A teamster drove me. That was Space Jam. How'd you get in this movie? A teamster drove me. Yeah, what brought you to the set? Yeah, what brought you uh, to the set? Yeah. It was a Uber. <laughs> well, okay, so Charlie. now we find out that uh, he's not going to help him. He's a thief. Oh, these guys are pretty thiefable. Oh, a drinking thief. Well, he sold that Regular old too. Charlie Sheen. Now, this is Wall Street era Charlie Sheen. He filmed Wall Street. He just was done with it here. Oh, my God. Wow. He broke it because he, he figured you could do three more takes. You can do three more takes, and we need three more bottles. I think he saw a motorcycle movie the week before. Nicolas Cage did two takes only then, and he was like, listen, guys, i got to get that. Yeah. I mean, there was, what more can you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I'm on his side with this one. 
Now, there's this film. This film was <clears throat> shot for less than a half a million dollars, and you know how they they did the the shorts, Mike. We were talking about that. Yeah. They didn't pay any of the actors anything but scale, and that was fine because they all knew the producer and they were friends. But they flew them in on a private jet. Each one of them. They all had a trailer, so they did spend their money, <clears throat> but just on kissing star butts. Well, it's just the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it right. Yeah. You want to fly Charlie Sheen. Really? Well, you had to do it like that back then. There was no Burning Man. Yeah. He would he would go to Burning Man otherwise. Look at the way Charlie Sheen holds a knife. Like It's pretty impressive. <laughs> I, nobody slings rubber like Charlie Sheen. You know, I, I'm sorry, but I was just calling the police because this guy has been holding a knife to his neck for the, the way too long. <laughs> yeah. And I'm concerned. So he's like, what do you want, money? And he just like gives it to him right away. Here's oh, all, he throws his wallet at him. That is such a newbie move. And he's like, the, the whole joke of this is he goes, what's that? And they tell him. And he goes, put it in the car. What's that? They tell him, put it in the car. And they <laughs> goes, what the hell is that? And he goes, well, this is a brush. It could be a toothbrush. It could be a lint brush. And he goes, put it in the car. <laughs> oh, that's a Gilbert callback. Who's calling back mm-hmm. Gilbert? Mm-hmm. See, even Charlie Sheen fucking loves You can't get it out of your head. Tracking, What's this? Tracking, tracking, if, tracking. If tracking, I was the um, director of this film, I would have had um, uh, Eddie start pitching it to him like Gilbert did. Yeah. You know, like all excited about it. Not just, well, you know, it's a lint brush. I would have had him go, this, you can't get this in the store. Yeah, a lot is not explained, but the the prequel talks about the, the electric toothbrush. Had its origin. There he does it, it now. In the car. <laughs> I got records here. This is turning into slapstick. Uh, I got a Iron Butterfly, Dylan, Chubby Checkers. Iron Butterfly in the car. Yeah, right. Not Dylan, not Chubby Checker. Iron Butterfly. Ugh. That's In a Gata Devita, come on, that'll get you across country. Yeah, but I would rather Chubby Checkers wrote two songs at least, you know. Dun, 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 now, dun, 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 he keeps dun, calling dun, dun, dun. Eddie faggot. And then Eddie goes, I'm not gay. And he goes, Charlie Sheen goes, I used to rape guys like you in prison. Oh, boy. <laughs> this guy does have, like, rumors of, of rape. You know there's an alleged rumor that he was the one who sexually assaulted Corey Himes? Hmm. Alleged. That's a vicious, unproven rumor, and you should be ashamed for repeating it. Who was it again? Charlie Sheen and Corey Haynes. What the hell is this? It's a fucking menorah? What the mm. fuck? Don't forget the holiday. Well, you do it. In the wedding fantasy, he had a yarmulke. Yeah. There's no soy homosexual. I used to rape guys like you in prison. Boom! That should be viral. Are we saying that? Yeah, that should go viral. Yes, you're right. Why did that go viral? I guess that. Uh, All right, let's do it. Let's do it. And All we'll right. do it at what that. Uh, LWAFL over YC. No, the um the guy who made the other one go viral. Oh right, the other the guy. Journalist. Yeah, we'll, we'll show that scene. And then he'll be like responding to at Carl underscore 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 11 underscores okay wait does he have one white eye in this print yes oh 
No, no, I think it's uh, part it's a, of the... It could be the Prince, you're it, right, it's so bad. The backstory is he's an X-Man, and uh, his power is eyeball-changing. <laughs> My God, this print is lousy. I've never even seen a video copy this faded. This is like what Now, we the used print to do. that went viral was good. It looked good. It looked well, but this is a full-length version of the movie, so... Well. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, in the nineties you would see like there'd be like bootleg video cassettes of like, you know, people getting shot or whatever and it was all ironic and you would video you would dub that copy to another video cassette and dub that copy right. to another video cassette. <clears throat> Pete, you, your library is filled with those cassettes. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. And and eventually I mean it would take forever to get this bad. It would never yeah. get this bad. The Chuck Berry P video that looked better than this. And I saw like a multi-generation version of it. The guy who shot himself on live TV, that was a better print than this. What other outrageous videos, cassette moments? <clears throat> he still has money. Right. He That's said, sort of racist, you know? He said, you threw the wallet at uh, him, but he didn't know I had $300 in my pocket. And he gives... A hundred dollars each, because oh. he's such a great guy. And this is going to mm-hmm. end the movie. Your oh, money's yeah. no good here. Okay, so for our next scene, fuck you, I got a hundred dollars, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, it's real money. <laughs> you can tell it's real money because it still has Nicolas Cage's cocaine in it. A hundred dollar bill. Still has Charlie Sheen's uh, That is out. a authentic hundred dollar bill. Look right here, you can see Charlie Sheen. <laughs> this hundred dollar bill oh. was stuck in the nostrils. Holy shit, it's real. <laughs> this is a prime eighty nine. So yeah, I always like uh I'm gonna guess that they're gonna be robbed again. Was he wearing the same leather jacket he wore in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> like, I'll hold on to the jacket, John Hughes. So now what they resolve is, if we had been walking by now, right. we probably would have got somewhere, even though it was three hours drive both ways or whatever it is. We can't afford so, a dolly shot, so we had to stand here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's there like, um, you know, if we stay here, we die. If we go on the road, we're going to die. But at least we'll have our dignity on the road because we're trying to do something. So let's go. All right. Yeah. But a That's very cool. famous comedian is going to show up. More famous than Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, like yeah. the bar is high. I thought we just saw another comedian. You know, I read the famous Judd. comedian on a motorcycle. Right, here we go. Um, Judd Nelson. Oh, yes, the dark wow, family famous business comedian. is this. Look, it's a cop, right? Or just a motorcycle? It's a cop. Oh, well, cops. He can really help is him. funny. And this movie's not funny, but he. he he acts bizarre. It is funny. Well, 89, Jen Nelson, I guess that was from the hip. There's Judd with his fake mustache he keeps on. Uh, falling off? Well, no, but he, yeah. he keeps, it's not falling off at all, but he makes it so obvious that it's a fake mustache because he kept checking it. <laughs> He's like, I'm tense, I'm yeah. tense. You feel the tension? Feel it. Feel it. Did they put music on this before they threw it in the garbage? They're like, yeah, before you shelf this, uh, put some music on it. 
Let's edit it thing. It's a two-hour movie. Oh, I only got an hour. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, my plaster might be dry by now. Let's see. <laughs> this is the movie so, to listen to while watching Plaster Dry. Yeah. Sorry, Carl. So now, well, I wasn't, it's just a plot point. He goes, do you want me to call your insurance company? And she goes, no, it was nobody's fault. And that's like, she's changed. She's learned from being with them. They're good guys. It's uh-huh. always forgiven. And they did spend the night together. Look at this. He goes, the guy goes, scream. And he goes, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> this is exactly what they do when they find someone that w- way out there. They haven't left this fucking side of the road. <laughs> this movie's terrible. Now he's noticing the butt. The butt. Full moon tonight. That was a pretty boy. loud butt. That was that was the white noise off the butt. Yeah, typical. This what are you doing, Judd? Where's your helmet, by the way? I'm off to write the movie Crash. I have this great idea. It's about a hero cop who likes to thumb women. Huh, you're right. I spent all night alone with her. Why? I bet you're pretty sorry to see this evening come to a close, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now watch him mess with this mustache and... <laughs> I don't know. Is this part so funny? I don't know, but we're going to LA. Send this That's is funny. Why... LA. LA. He points to the uh, in front of us. He's going to LA. He goes LA the other way. <laughs> oh, he's got a beer. It's up. Oh no, it's a Pepsi. Okay, it was cut, yeah, because he like shook it up and she must have opened it and it splashed on her. I don't know. It was cut. Oh. Now they're definitely ripping off the Roadrunner uh, Coyote show. Roadrunner. He's got oh, a phone. No, he goes beep beep. Yeah. What was, you remember the theme song in the Saturday morning cartoon show? The Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got Roadrunner. Got da 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 da. He catches you, you're through. Yeah, right. Roadrunner, Roadrunner, something. Road all day. That's the one, okay. Now it won't start, so he accuses them. Oh, this is like Samuel Beckett. Now this guy can't leave. There's three, four Nah, he leaves. As a matter of fact, he calls a tow truck for them, and our film will wrap up. We have no more film ends. The end. That's it? Good. This is Samuel Beckett. Oh, whatever. And mean. now 17 minutes of credits. Oh, I well, know. Well, no, no. I don't mean to give you the wrong impression. We've just seen the setup for the end. We're going to have a fantasy in which he thinks he converted her. It's happening right now. This is a fantasy And then right a now? tow truck. Is it a finale boobs-related fantasy? You cured me of my um, lesbianism. You did it, you guy. I did. Then Emilio Estevez will show up in a tow truck. Oh, for men in work, perhaps. A little redux. Mm. Wow, so he's fantasizing grabbing <clears> her ass? <throat> for Congratulations, for... you converted her. Which means the heroes learned nothing. Wait, is my character going to be having sex with these guys? No, no, your character is a lesbian. Oh, great, but they will have sexual fantasies of having sex with you. 
Yeah. Peter Berg. She's getting Bergd. And that's how Peter Berg lost his virginity. Fantasy's over. I'm going to make a movie with Mark Wahlberg that will give people headaches. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go into propaganda directing. Yeah, no shit. Fuck you, Chris uh, Clint Eastwood. Here comes Peter Berg. I think it's odd the way he looked at Judd Hirsch, though. Judd Nelson? Judd, yes. Yeah, same Paul thing. Nelson. All, they're all the same. They're all related. They're all brothers. Da-da-da. Well, because everyone is Jewish who's named Judd. Yeah, yeah. What, am I a bigot? What about uh, <coughs> Judd McKenzie, the first party animal? Same thing. Remember we first buzzed it was Judd McKenzie? <laughs> Look at him. He's wolfing down that Pepsi. No, it's a beer. It's Budweiser. There's a pack. They've got a case there. Oh. And that's the joke. The tow truck drivers, drivers drive intoxicate. Oh, but he shouldn't drink while intoxicated. Oh, yeah, it's hot joke. out there. Okay, hey, are you Charlie Sheen? No, I am not oh, Charlie Sheen. dance class you've been taking. Well, I'll tell Listen, you. Listen, uh, yeah, right. Emilio and... Sheen. It's fucking SFS. Like Joe, like the famous actor Joe Estevez. Not too bad now that I put more talcum powder. In. Oh yeah, that'll work. That'll Martin Sheen has a brother who is an actor. His name is Joe Estevez, and he's in tons of shit. Uh huh. Same thing. And uh, I so it's just, but he goes by Estevez. Okay. So now we're having this weird ending in which clearly those two really like her and clearly she really likes them but they don't make any arrangement like here's my number or look me up when you go to LA or this is my address or I'll call a friend who has a camera in in New York like there's no they just their heart is broken as they have to leave each other now it's it's a weird ending it's this is like a total LA thing well all right thanks good to meet you yeah, we now, this is not a fantasy. Oh, what real. happens is they go, you were out here all night with her, and then she's pretending that they did it. She's giving them both a real-life kiss and making them look cool in front of the tow truck guys. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Peter Berg pornography. <clears throat> um, Peter, uh, Pete Goldie looked away. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's not totally satisfying, you see. I Ew, was, you taste I was like expecting... the other guy. <laughs> All right, threesome's over. I expected more talk about sec- homosexual undertones from you guys. Now you kiss me. Uh-uh, not if not after Craig Pete Burke. Look at the duh, it's so psyched to be in this movie. We, we scored. We were now, to... the tow truck driver on the right is the brother of the producer. Oh, well, he did and a good the job. the only thing he was ever in. Uh, he should close his mouth when he breathes. <laughs> Oh, guys, this has been a great adventure. See ya. Hey, we should totally hang right. out. Yeah, like totally. We should totally hang out. Yeah. Hey, nope. you going to be at Burning Man? I'm going to be at Burning Man. Well, we should meet up beforehand. Yeah, okay. That sounds great. I'll write to you. So they're like, good luck in New York at your photo shoot. And so now comes the heartbreak time. He's like, come on. let's Oh, get saying goodbye to the road. tow truck drivers. It always makes me sad. This movie can't end. I don't want this movie to ever end, Carl. I don't want them to leave. I'm, I'm going through withdrawal. Left. Oh, yeah, she doesn't have another change of clothing. I mean, uh, the, the way they filmed it on the end of the real shorts. We don't have any more shorts. Yeah, they're so out of shorts. This is the broken heart time in which they have to separate and they hate it, 
even though they could not, you know, they could just see each other again. I don't get it. I think they just shot a lot of very subtly different last scenes and then decided to use them all. Well, there were different scenes in different movie theaters. There was ending A, there was ending B, and mm-hmm. ending C. Look at this, and here's the high five ending. Yeah, right. This is the clue ripped Let, off. Yeah, this the sports ending. ending. This is the Scooby Doo uh, yeah. ending. Here's the walking away, we're gay Scooby ending. Let's kiss. Yep, see? It's now us and you. Look how sad she is to leave them. And then she leaves. She's walking. <laughs> Bye, see ya. Yeah. I will. This is, did he lose it? He never. He's still a virgin. virgin yes, and he is. Blue balls. How blue are my balls? Do 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 do. For a thirty billion dollar movie, we'll be back. American Movie Classics presents How Blue Is My Balls. Hello, I'm the ghost of that guy who used to host the TV. Uh, all right, I'll stop. Look how sad she is. <laughs> Oh, I will never have that hairspray again. She wants to drive. That's all. Her mascara is still perfect all the way to... Well, that's what happens in the desert. I can't believe this This producer's brother has like more speaking lines than the star. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, your, your Bazooka Joe, your pals are looking for you. Oh, why? Look, look he's crying. I, My genitalias have girls on them. Was that the translation? Yeah, that's uh, we've, your Spanish is better than mine. Look at this guy. I'm Peter Berg. <laughs> Look at her, man. Why don't they go running toward each other while the vehicles are driving away? The rundown was yeah. pretty violent. I saw the rundown on YouTube as a full-length movie called Welcome to the Jungle. It was like the European title. Hey, did they have an accident? Well, yeah, that, that was, was the beginning the of the movie. start of the film. Uh, I, I wasn't it, here. It was a road trip movie where they immediately get into an accident. Yeah, some of us have plaster to slap around walls, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Well, we can't be like you and like wait for plaster to dry and hang out on a podcast. And so endeth our movie as we fade to light. Or at least that's what looks, the print looks like. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's blinding. That's what the print looks like. That's actually a Just preparing ass. us to leave this theater. You know, it ends with them having a threesome, as you can tell from the screen. <laughs> Wait or a minute, anything. I can see shit. <laughs> a nuclear blast Listen, seared our retinas. Oh. A bootleg copy of the, uh, the uh, Chuck Berry P tape has better quality than this movie mm. print. And there we go. Mm. Please blame the following people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your money will be waiting for you in the lobby. And they don't credit any of the cameos. None of the cameos are credited just, at all. It's just three people. That's ridiculous. There was more than three people in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, they put down third assistant, but not Nick Cage. Yeah, where's my Gilbert credit? Nick Cage probably hired a lawyer who spent a lot of money to keep his name out of this. Yeah. And then he did his karaoke set. All right, well, here's the music. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Carl, what you think of the movie? We're done. Um, I enjoyed it for your show. Which is it was a, perfect for your show. It's a good bad movie. Yeah, that's sort of like, <laughs> is that an, what you call an underhanded compliment? No, I mean, like for a bad movie, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> lots to talk about. Lots yeah. of, what, material? Is that the word? Lots of things to like oh, say. A lot of content. Woof, content heavy movie. Yeah, I've seen Worst and Blaster Dry. 
We, uh, Carl, I'm uh, very excited. We have uh, Pete Goldie here. Pete, tell us some more about Relodio. Relodio, it's the uh, most favorite uh, radio station in the mission. There you go. Oh. Or if not the world. What a coincidence. We stream live from a radio station in the mission. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's isn't that amazing. Huh. Yeah. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Well, <laughs> check out Relodio. And thank you, Pete Goldie, as always, to come by. I know there was a lot of plaster drying. Uh, Carl can be uh, checked out at carlsucks.com, or if you want to go old school, check out carl.sucks. Yeah, that's it's old school content, but carl.sucks is out there. Listen, if you want to check out a 2016 Carl, check out carl.sucks, but if you're more into a 2019 <laughs> Carl, check out carlsucks.com. And I can be yeah. found at Spiegel Mania on Twitter. Uh, and also, the new Mutiny Radio flyers are done. Oh, wait, there's a little bit more dialogue. Someone's picking them up. Did the movie restart? It's Gilbert. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see. Can you turn that off there? Oh, I, for a horrible second, I thought there was like a post-credit scene. That... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like no standout. Uh, yeah. Uh, next week, we are going to broadcast an episode that is lost. Uh, as you know, hang on a sec. Carl, can you... Uh, as you know, June, we had an issue with our feed, and the feed was down, and we posted the episodes that we recorded, but unfortunately, uh, one episode got missed, and another one got had the wrong date on it, and that episode was a rebroadcast of the previous week, but without the actual broadcast. So, without further ado, we are presenting to our fans uh, who follow us on our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, our lost episode from June 9th. It's going to be the movie... Twisted Obsession. Remember that movie, Carl? Twisted Obsession with Jeff Goldblum of all. Of all, all craziness. People. So that will yeah. be our broadcast next week. So uh, we're going to have Paul press the button and uh, play that episode for you for next week. Uh, so we will be back till then. Carl, what a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you both. Yeah, and speaking of which, Pete, do me a favor. Let's uh, play us out. Can you click the tab that says Luggage Tuesday on the browser? And then click one of those things. All right, thank you guys. See you later. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live to small business advice, LGBTQ 
openly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's indubitious. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> in your car and you're listening to one radio station you need radio doing station is you're filtering all, all the others they are they are tweeting in on all frequencies and you keep them so just listen to, to one specific six saturday saturday into two and you leave the sound quality quality good and you understand understanding that's playing playing However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time. Hey 
Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an and also, I don't think it's a good idea to watch it at a public restaurant. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's he serves up an Never excellent happened. mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional <laughs> folk ballads. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, okay. So here, who, who here loves cats? Wow. All of them. That's awesome. I mean, I love cats, right? But cats without hairs are just like really weird to me. <laughs> like they kind of scare me to some extent, right? I mean, every time when I see them, I just feel like they're, they're, they're talking to me like, give me your clothes, give me your clothes. <laughs> I was late in the morning, I was in a hurry. That's why I did not dress up. I don't know, just some thought I have. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe kind of a, like long time ago, um, they were living in Arizona. It's just like the weather got worse and just so hot. And one day they were like, fuck it. So they took off their fur. That's why they don't have fur anymore. Um, last time I was, uh, I was my first time seeing that, that kind of cat in my friend's place. And uh, I swear to God, the first thought in my head was, uh, well, that's really convenient to cook the cat. <laughs> I was, no, I, I, I don't eat cats, you know? I, I, I eat things I, I like, like, like dogs. <laughs> or, or baby carrots. <laughs> or babies or carrot-shaped babies. Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I, I just eat normal food. Um, so, so I want to talk about this. This is very interesting. I was, uh, I was traveling earlier, I said earlier, I met this, um, this guy in, in San Diego and told him that I, it's a while ago, like, kind of several years ago, actually, I, I told him I, I do um, stand-up comedy in San Francisco, and he's like, well, great, like, keep doing it. And he told me this story about this, um, um, this old lady, she had a stage three cancer, and she went to a comedy show for three, for three days, and she laughed so hard, basically it gave her the hope to live, and she actually recovered from that. It's pretty inspiring. I mean, I was like, well, I mean, comedy can literally save people's lives. Right. If you think about it, like comedy, being a comedian is basically like being a doctor <laughs> without income. <laughs> but like since then, every time when I saw someone bleeding on the street, <laughs> I just went up to him and told him a joke <laughs> before I walked away. And like this guy's like, oh, I'm bleeding. Please call 911. And I was like, 
Listen. <laughs> Cats without hairs are just way to me. You're not laughing. Um, next time, I think I'm going to go to the Golden Gate Bridge to do some crowd work there to those who want to jump up a bridge. Like I, some TPC people there, I'm like, hey, how are y'all doing tonight? <laughs> are you here by yourself with, with a partner? How's your energy level? <laughs> and I just see like them all jumping off the bridge like immediately, right? Probably like one person that probably he came, he comes to me and he's like, "Well, I'm, I was thinking about jumping off the bridge, but after hearing your comedy, <laughs> I think you should go first. <laughs> Thank you all. Oh my God, Rog Zhao. With the callback? No, he didn't, but he did. Guys, I lied to you earlier. Uh, we're actually going to get a guest set, if you don't mind, from a, a very cool guy. He helps put on this uh, mic every Saturday from 4 to 6. Uh, so we'll, let's uh, make it nice and loud for your real last comic, Capital Pilcrow. I love how you called it a guest set because it was unannounced, but it was unannounced because I'm not prepared for it at all. Now there's a higher bar. I love it. Um, some of y'all know me. My name is Capital. I get the question a lot, is that your real name? No, it's not. But it is definitely my realest name. It's definitely realer than anything my mom came up with. I don't know why you got questions. Would you have questions if your boss paid you more than you asked for? <laughs> this is a blessing. You should have questions if a dude comes up and he's like, my name is Jeff. <laughs> and you, you satisfied with that? You just gonna <laughs> roll with that your whole life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Jeff, that's your call. I appreciate you. Um, my name's Capital. I've been told I'm a bit of a rebel. I'm not, I just don't wash my hands. And that's not even because I'm rebellious. I just, I don't need to. I wash my dick. I guarantee you my dick is cleaner than any bathroom in San Francisco. <laughs> you, I, if I, yeah, no, that's done. That's the joke. <laughs> Plus, I don't, you don't need me. I don't got no diseases or nothing. I'm, actually, that's not true, but I'm not contagious, so don't worry. <laughs> um, since I was a kid, I've been like, I've run out of breath easily and I get weak and I'm tired a lot. Like, I, since I was a kid, I have looked and functioned like a heroin addict, basically. <laughs> um, I just found out I have anemia. My doctor just told me the other day. I said, that's great news. I just thought it was a pussy. <laughs> anemia is a much better alternative. Very happy with that. No, I already forgot my next joke. Um, I do know who you are, so shut, stop talking. No. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby.
Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. (laughs) 
This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> And welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea.